Guys, we are back. The red light is on, and I'm with uh, still undefeated underneath that UFC banner, uh, the star of UFC 289 in Vancouver, my man, the proper Michael Malott. Mike, what's up, brother? What's going on, David? How you doing, buddy? Man, good, man. Living the dream, really are. We're, um, you know, we're on fire over here in Fight Bananas Land. Not as hot as you, but we're trying to get the thing done. I got a long list for you. Um, to be really honest, I got so much going on in MMA world. But let me kind of let's start right there. A couple weeks ago, UFC 289. If I can be honest, the card, you are the featured fight. Um, you know, there's two fights above you. Charles Oliveira, who's a freaking mega superstar right now. And then Amanda Nunes, the greatest female ever, who retired after a fight. Maybe the UFC knew something of it. But after that, it's you. Um, right. I felt watching it from afar and all the buzz going into it. They, they did add. They put a lot of stuff on your plate, making you the featured fight. Just cut, like hit me on that of... Did it feel amazing that you're in Vancouver, Homeland, all that stuff, and you had a big, big spot, uh, you know, the feature fight on a pay-per-view? Yeah, man, it was amazing. I, I, just being able to fight in the UFC at home in Canada was yeah. absolutely incredible. You know, I'd never been to Vancouver before, so it's not like Vancouver itself was my home, but uh, right. that, would, that was sweet, just being able to go to Vancouver and see that, and they had us in a really nice hotel, and and uh every day like we'd open this big glass sliding door and it felt like you were like outside inside your hotel room and and like we were right by the water the harbor there were like yachts and sailboats and the beautiful forest on the other side of the water and a beautiful snow-capped mountain on the other side and that like the hotel had nice like mus red muskoka chairs and uh and uh fire you know propane fire pits and stuff like it was just like a really cool vibe all week like something we were we, we kept talking about all week we're like dude we're getting paid to fight and just like hang out in this awesome hotel and go for walks and see the nature and like vancouver's just so beautiful man you get off the plane you step outside you take a big deep breath and you just like smell the combination of like the ocean and like the freshly melted snow from the mountains and the forest it just like it feels like the freshest air i've ever felt in my life it was it was such a cool experience and then on top of that getting all the all the kind of praise from the UFC and, and, and from the fans. And there's so much fan support for this fight. Like I went from, you know, a few fights ago being on the, the mid card of a, a regional show to, you know, a, a premium slot on, on a UFC pay-per-view and showing up to, you know, the press conference. And, you know, I, I know the UFC was pushing me, but like, I don't know what my, you know, I don't know how many people are, are, are interested in or following my career and like going to the press conference and having people like chanting my name. I'm like, dude, Charles Oliveira is sitting like right here. Man, <laughs> Nunez is sitting right here. You guys are chanting for me. Like, this is so sick, dude. Yeah. It was just like a really fun time. Like my, my coaches really were, were on me about like, hey, man, there's a lot going on this week, but just soak it all up and appreciate it, man. Like, I, you know, I, I had a lot of media obligations and, and I wanted to I wanted to show up. In that way, for the fans, I obviously wanted to show up in the fight for the fans and 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 kill it for those guys and and for myself. But at the end of the day, I was like, just be present, man. Be present. Enjoy what right. you got going on. Like you're here for a reason. Like you got this slot. This slot wasn't gifted to you. You've earned it. So trust that the work you've been doing is the right work, and and you're 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 doing an even better job now than you were, you know, a couple fights ago. So believe in that believe in yourself believe in the process believe in the training go out there 
and do what you do and 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 you're going to be just fine like even though this guy's super tough and he's a killer and he's probably the best guy you've ever fought like you're the best you've ever been so just believe in that so it was uh it was a pretty special week man for sure uh, it, it's it looked like that way from afar um, guys, make sure you give my guy a follow, Michael.Malada on IG. And you hit a big word there that I definitely want to take out. Like I said, I think you are you're a great follow on IG. And you mentioned the word regional. And it's so great. You and I, the first time we talked on a podcast, we went all in on you and Jazz about the whole Molly and Patty thing and how, yep. like, there's, uh, you know, how you guys have consistency there. But you, to me, you know, no shade to them at all. And they're great fighters in their own parts. I think you guys are on a different level fight-wise inside that cage. Uh, mm -hmm. And now you both seems like are getting a lot of that outside the cage. But yeah. I love how always following you on socials, you're always promoting and pushing other teammates and fighters. And even if it's on regional shows in mm -hmm. Canada or even pro shows and other uh, teammates and stuff. And it's just great seeing that from afar. Where does that come from? Where does that... Um, I don't want to say the word balance, but you have a great, it looks like a team camaraderie yeah. And, kinship yeah. and kinship with a lot of your teammates. And it just, it's, it's great from a guy in MMA media to see that from you as, you know, a button superstar. Thank you. Um, I mean, that's always been something that's important to me is like having a good team. I grew up playing hockey in Canada and like team teams have always been like important, important to me. Like that was one of the reasons I went to alpha males. It seems like a really good, team environment not just like a gym where pros trained and then seeing that trickle down from from the top guys at those uh, at alpha male you know when when guys were fighting on regional circuits you know uriah faber sharing their pictures and sharing their weigh-ins and, and wishing them good luck and you know especially when i first got there the the high ups when i got there the, the joseph benavidez the, the chad mendez the lance palmers um all those guys were, you know, sharing and showing love for, for the up and coming fighters and the Danny Castillos. And then, you know, when those guys started either moving away or retiring or, or, or moving on in their careers, it was like the next generation of the Feelys and the Garbrandts and, and uh, you know, the Holdsworths and all these guys then bringing up the kind of the, the youngest generation. And now I feel like I'm kind of in that place right. in, in Canada where it's like, 15 minutes ago i was some young kid with potential and now it's like oh shit i'm 31 i'm not that young anymore and now i'm like i'm i'm in it it's not like it'll happen someday like it's happening now i'm in this right now and the young kids the 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 series of these the the vinny diaz the 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 t the t-shays the 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 all the up-and-coming kids it's like i'm the like kind of guy who's there now and they're like i want to be there i want to be in the ufc and so one i want my guys to get the recognition they deserve like i have some killers that i train with and i want them to feel confident going into fights and i want them to get eyes on them i i, I want them to have eyes on their fights and i want them to be in my position as well like i want to bring my guys with me um and uh and it, like it, it feels good like being on the other side i remember when when Faber and, and all those guys would share like Mike Malott's fighting this weekend, wish him good luck and share a, a post or a picture. I was like, Oh hell yeah, man. Like you're right. Faber's sharing my fight. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, this guy's Chad Mendes is sharing something about my fight. Like this is sick, man. Like I've been a big fan of these guys for a long time. Sort of like I have a guy who's in the position you want to be in, like show you some recognition from speaking from experience meant a lot to me. And it's like, of course I want to pass that down. And, and our teams in Canada are really good at, at sticking together and and showing each other love and being there for one another like 
you know, a great example is Xavier Nash, like just had a five round fight and I wasn't at the gym because I was still, you know, out of town, but apparently he was like right back in the gym the next week, helping Anthony Romero get ready for his PFL fight. Like our, our, our guys are always there for each other. Like obviously part of it was him probably wanting to push himself, but he's there as like a teammate, as a team guy, as my buddy, Chris Gray would say, he's a team guy. He, uh, he's, he's showing up every week, you know, we're all showing up for each other. Like I messaged, uh, Aaron Jeffrey fight week because, uh, he's one of my main training partners and he's a, just a big horse, man, just strong as hell and hard to control. And every time I train with him, I'm like, okay, we're, I'm, I'm in for it today. Okay. All right. And I was like, all right, he's got a big fight coming up. Yeah. Him versus Rasta. That's a great fight. That's a great fight. That that's a great fight, yeah, for sure. But I'm like, okay, a bunch of the other welterweights are fighting like the next weekend, so they won't be sparring. I'm like, shit. I guess the week after my fight, I guess I'm sparring with Aaron. Like, god damn it! Like, that's the last thing I want to be doing. And then I saw him post like the the GPS map of him going down to Florida. I'm like, dude, how long are you going for? He's like, oh, I'm just going down for a month. I'm like, thank god. <laughs> like the last thing I wanted to do after my fist fight in a cage in the UFC that I've been like peeking for is like come back yeah. the next week and have Jim Wars with Aaron Jeffrey. I'm like, fuck man, I don't want to do that at all, but I will. Cause he's there for me when I need him. I'm like, all right, I'll be there for him. But seeing him, seeing that he, he, he's down in Florida for a couple weeks. I was like, Oh, thank God, man. That was not what I wanted to do at all. So thanks <laughs> for, it. thanks for leaving town for a couple weeks, bud. Appreciate you. Yeah. The kill clip boys are probably, uh, they're, they're taking the beatings for you. Yeah, um, exactly. All right, so I know I don't want to beat this to death, and I don't, and it's one of those things I almost don't want to talk about the walkout and the people falling from the side. You know, I've watched you on Ariel, I watch you on different podcasts, and I think you've communicated that enough, right? Uh, one thing I saw, and maybe if you talked about this, I would maybe even love another story. Man, I loved it. it gave me it gave me goosebumps. I'm in a Florida American guy, and you were outside about to go on the bus, and they were singing the national anthem, the Canadian national anthem to you. Like I was getting goosebumps, Mike, from from afar. I live in Daytona Beach, Florida, and that was awesome. So I almost, if you haven't gave that story enough, you know, cred that one, or if there's a, even another story that you're like, you were there for three, four days. You even talked about, you know, being against sitting uh, right next to Oliver and they're chanting your name. Is there something else that week that you know we all know the walkout story? Maybe the uh, even the national anthem story is getting a lot of bub. Is there another story that you're like, Dave, this was incredible. Like this is a forever moment I was here and it's not getting enough plug because everyone's talking about that damn walkout. Everyone is. The the national anthem one was, was pretty damn cool. Man. Amazing. Amazing. Like first off we were walking back waiting for the shuttle and they're like, no, no you got to wait here. You got to wait here. And there was a bunch of fans waiting by the gate where the, the shuttles come in. They started cheering when I walked out. I was like, Oh dude, this is sick. Like that, just feeling that, like just walking out into a room and having like, 200 people cheering for you that are like just waiting to see if they can see any of the fighters and they started chanting mikey mikey and i was like that's awesome and then somebody just started singing the national anthem like right as the bus started coming in and uh then everybody got into it and everybody was singing it and they're like all right on the shuttle i'm like absolutely not my mental coach danny patterson was standing behind me he's like you go when you're ready i was like i'm not leaving until until we finish this like if they're gonna keep going i'm gonna stick around and that just like that had me ready to go fight again. Like I, I was, I was so touched by that, like, and so inspired that just, we got to do this at home that clearly the night meant so much to, to so many fans. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got, I got super emotional 
heading onto the bus. I walk on the bus and uh, Megan O'Leary's sitting there and and she's like, dude, are you okay? Are you crying? I was like, yeah, I'm crying. And I know her from, from Alpha Male, right? Because she was, she's married to Joseph Benavidez, one right, of my old right. teammates from Alpha Male. So right. we've we've been we've been friends for years. I've known her for a long time. So way before I got to the UFC. So she's like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, no, it's good. They're good tears. And she's like, oh, I honestly, I should have expected it. She's like, you cry after all your fights. And we're just joking. It's like, yeah, man, that's, that's a, that's, that's how I fight, man. That's a Mike Mallott fight. That's it's fireworks followed by waterworks, bud. That's, that's the way I, that's the way I handle business. That was a great post, by the way, fireworks followed by waterworks. Very cool. Um, couple in, uh, in the now MMA stuff we'll get into last kind of question with the past couple of weeks. Um, I've known with talking with, uh, you know, multiple fighters about this, especially you, I thought about this, especially with you with kind of fighting in Canada and on a features fight in the pay-per-view and probably honestly being one of the highest highs of your life, maybe, maybe the greatest night of your life so far and all that coming to be, I always hear there's this depression. There's this drop off when you get back on a Tuesday and you got to do laundry in your own home and you got to go back to the gym and start doing sit-ups and so on and so on. And there is no permanent black marker on another fight date. There is a rumor, another card at the end of the year in Canada. And I've, you know, you already talked about that as well, but was there, was it hard to kind of, you know, I hate to say this, just become a normal, just become Michael Malad again and just go through a Tuesday and a Wednesday or a Thursday, or are you still, you know, riding a high, if so say? Hell no, it isn't hard. Number one, I'm, I was still riding a high all pretty much last week. But I don't know what people are talking about. Where they're like, oh, yeah, then you just have to go back to doing laundry. Like, the first load of laundry I did was the best load of laundry I've ever done in my <laughs> life. That that first coffee I have sitting in my backyard is the best coffee I've ever tasted. I'm like, man, I've never heard the birds so chirping so loud. The sun's never shined so bright. I'm just sitting back, kicking back, relaxing. No alarm in the morning. I'm sleeping in. I'm, I'm like, dude, this is the best. And I'm like, okay, I got a week off. I'm not going to go to the gym. And I'm like, yeah, but you're going to go to the gym. So I go to the gym and I like, I might not train, but I hang out with the guys or, or help a couple groups while, while some of my friends teach or something like that. You know, they're showing jujitsu. I'm like, walk over to a group that's struggling, go help and, and, and walk into the gym and get all the love from, from everybody who trains at the gym and, you know, comes up just, man, you, you did a great job. Like, we're so proud of you, whatever this and that, like, I don't know what people are saying where it, it, it drops off into a depression. I love this. Like, yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Don't get me wrong. I, I, the, the only thing I struggle with a little bit and it's like such a, like a, a blessing of a problem is like, I, I, I've, been in this rigorous schedule for so long that like now I, I thrive in it and I need that. So I feel like, I feel like uh, disheveled. Like almost something but, not to do. Like you almost need a, a plan or something kind of to keep you yeah. going in a way. Schedule. Yeah. So that's, that's why I've done so many podcasts in the last <laughs> like week and a half, right? Is like, I need something to do. And I'm, I am, I'm buying a house right now. My fiance and I ha are getting our house next week. So we're moving in together. So there, there are like other things that are going on and, Andre Feely's got a fight coming up, so I, yep. I've been studying uh, Nathaniel Wood for, with, with him and, and watching Feely well. sparring and stuff. Great fight, yeah, yeah. another great fight. And then I've got uh, Unified MMA tomorrow is a, a hot, like probably the best promotion in Canada as far as like, sure. uh, you know, the, the the magnitude of the fights and uh, and I'm doing commentary for them tomorrow. I went to the BTC fights on Saturday. I had a bunch of my friends fought locally in Burlington at a gym where I normally train. Um, those were unbelievable fights. Adam Asenza, one of my best friends, had a, an unbelievable 
fight against UFC vet Polo Reyes. A bunch of other guys had had uh, amazing performances. A bunch of other friends. Um, so I'm staying busy, but I don't have like a, a regular rigorous schedule, and it's like everything's super inconsistent. Where like some days I'm up at six to do something, and then I'm staying up all day, and then the next day I'm sleeping until noon and I'm going to bed at 9 p.m. or 2 a.m. or this or that. So it's just like, and I don't sleep the day after a fight, like the night after the fight, I didn't sleep. So I just like stayed up for, for whatever, 48 hours or whatever it was, maybe not 48 hours, but whatever it is, 36 hours or whatever before going back to sleep. And uh, so it's just like a wild thing like, like that. And I just feel like a little disheveled and disorganized. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just like, my, I don't know, without like having my rigorous schedule, I feel, I feel a little bit off. Like out, I, out of work. Yeah. 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 I got it. I got it. Um, I didn't mean to. I, I stood up one of my friends. He's supposed he's like, he's a photographer. One of my, like, actually probably like my first friend. He really, we met when we were like three, my buddy, Chris May, he's a photographer and he was going to come in to, to, uh, you know, do some shots for us while we're, while we're training. And I normally train, uh, from 11 to one, I, I go in for an hour with my jiu-jitsu coach, Andre Grandbob for an hour before practice. And we just drill or an hour and a half for an hour before practice. And okay. just drill. So my buddy, Chris is supposed to meet us. And then like something came up where one of us couldn't make it for, for 11. So we're like, well, let's just do the practice. And I forgot to tell my, my buddy, the photographer, so he shows up at 11. He's like, dude, is there some like secret knock I need to give to, to get there? I'm like, Oh fuck, man. I'm sorry. Like, so I just stood him up, like you know, I had to message him, like, dude, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, man, no worries. I get, you know, I understand. He's probably probably like, oh, win one, one, win one fight, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know. But like, you know, no, it's all, it's all good. We all know the secret gym knock. Come on, we all know that. Um, all right, so there's a lot of UFC stuff I definitely want to get into, and uh, I would assume you've seen this. This is like went bonfire today, Mike. The whole yeah. Zuck versus Elon Musk, like this is. Like, have you been seeing this? Is this a real thing? And what do you think about it? Dana White's talking about it. Like, I think this could really happen. Oh, what's your take on it? Just off the off the rip, dude. Man, I'm super into it. That's the that's like the most celebrity fight I've ever been into. I'm like, let's let these two badass <laughs> nerds just duke it out. Let's go. You I'm like, a, you have a lean on it right off the bat, or uh, you know, dude, Zuck's doing the BJJ thing. Look like he's doing his thing. I think he's gonna hold himself pretty uh. Pretty hot. He's he's been putting the work in from the looks of things. I mean, he's also like, is he not also considerably younger? Yeah, I think he is. I think yeah. not probably can you know, I would guess in the eight to twelve years younger than Elon. Okay. I would okay. I would guess. But Elon is a he has that little that you know, that little crazy you might sometimes you might need to be yeah. a uh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. cage fighter. I think I think Elon yeah. could do could surprise the one with a little uh little Tasmanian devil. I don't know. Yeah, man. I'm I'm down for you know, I'm I'm super down for that fight. And uh if uh Elon or Zuck, either of you are watching this and you need some private lessons from your boy, just hit me up. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a very reasonable rate of like a million dollars an hour or something like that, which I'm sure you guys can afford. No big deal. I'll, I'll happily, I'll happily train you guys for this fight. It'll be a tax write-off for both men if they fight. You know, it'll be Dude, a tax write-off. Let's do it. I'm super uh, down to help about, out. <laughs> talking about with the UFC, three major pay-per-views in a row with UFC 290, 91, and 92. Um, you know, Poirier and is the main event of 91. I think almost universally that's beloved as like this I can't-miss fight. Yeah. O'Malley and Sterling at 292 and then yeah. 290 with two great title fights. 
throw me a fight that you're like, Dave, this is going to be incredible. It could be on the main card. It could be one of those main events. What is a intriguing fight out of those next three major pay-per-views? Um, there's, there was some other fight that I remember being on, on a, on a prelim that I was like shocked. It wasn't on like a main card. It was kind of like the, the card I was on, like Imovov and, and Chris Curtis being on the prelims. I was right, like, how right. is this fight on the prelims? Like, that's like a fight night main event or like a fight night, very least co-main event. I was at like a sick fight. Unfortunately, it ended in like a, a, a shitty way. So it was a bit of a dud that was nobody's fault, but just like an unfortunate ending. But <clears throat> when those guys uh, end up re- rematching. Sean Brady, uh, <clears throat> Jack Della's on a, a, a prelim. UFC Dude, 291, that's... the Wonder Boy versus Piera's a prelim, yeah. which is crazy. That was supposed Rob to be on Star our card. Song that... and Dong's a prelim. Song and Font is a prelim? Yeah, that looks like it. That's a, Dude, that's a sick fight. I mean, I mean I'm Insane. super biased because Song's my teammate. Yeah, he's but, a guy. Uh, he's a guy. But yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, that one I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, that should be... Any of any of those fights could be a fight night main event yeah. easily. Yeah. Those yeah. are like those are some sick fights that will like I'd be shocked if they don't deliver. Very cool, very cool. All right, last thing for you, my man. I'll let you run. I appreciate your time, like always, Mike. Um, you kind of mentioned it a couple earlier, two three questions ago. You're phenomenal with the media. You're absolutely phenomenal with the media, live and now with podcasts. Uh, the highest highs of uh, Ariel Hawani and and some lower podcasts, and which is amazing to uh, it's just you you do it all. What what was it? Was there something growing up and watching it? Uh, I've always said that it, it, I love um, as high as I got. I had this really cool uh, chance of getting exclusive with Francis Nagano last week in the PFL, and one of the biggest free agents ever. Did it cool with them, but I love talking with high-end amateur guys in the regional scene. I love doing it all. There's just some kind of connective thing to it. Uh, why do you think you're so dang good with the media and with podcasts? Well, thank you, first of all. But I honestly, like, this is the stuff I think about all day. And, and like, I just like mixed martial arts, man. I like talking about fighting. I like fighting. Um, it's not hard to think about like what I've been doing about. And like, honestly, like I find it easier to talk on podcasts than even to like have a regular conversation with people oftentimes. Cause like, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to sound selfish and just talk about myself. I don't want you know, like almost like a little self-conscious, but you like, you get on a podcast. It's like the whole point is to just talk about what you've been doing. Like it's almost yeah. easier in that way. So, um, and it's just this, I, I know like no one's going to be like, so what do you think about what's happening in the Ukraine? Like we're talking about fighting. Like I'm not going to like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's only going to be stuff that like I know a lot about and that I'm obsessed with. It's like, uh, <laughs> I was, I was joking with my brother about this. So my, my little brother plays uh, a professional hockey's with the Manitoba Moose in the AHL. Okay. And then his buddy, um, Johnny plays for, uh, the, the Montreal Canadians and they've been coming out to box with me. They came out to box with me on Monday and they came out to jujitsu with me on Wednesday. And they're both like super obsessed with both. That's awesome. And, uh, cool. and so I was kind of helping them at jujitsu yesterday cause it was their first class and, and just showing them some stuff. And he's like, dude, I had, I had the best time. And I was like, well, honestly, like I went up to our jujitsu coach and told him this. I'm like, I feel like so excited that they're enjoying this and that they're getting to experience this. It's like when you like when uh, you're at like a family barbecue or something and like a five-year-old comes up and just like starts 
showing you like his toy dinosaur and telling you all about dinosaurs. Just like, like he's like a child just like excited about something and they just want to like share it with you and be like, Hey, also be as excited as I am about this. Like that's, they, if they don't have anything else to talk about, but it's just that it's like sharing the excitement with me. And that's like how I felt with my brother being there, like doing triangles and, and learning chokes. I'm like, hell yeah, man, I love this. I've been doing this for 20 years and now you're doing this. Like, isn't this sick? He's yeah. like, yeah, man, that was pretty like 10 out of 10. So that's, awesome. uh, that's kind of like, I don't know. That's why I like talking about this stuff. It's like, it's fun to me. It's so funny you say that. I got the same legit story. I was just at Atlanta for the PFL and it was the Francis and John Jones was there. Um, my little brother who's in the army for, uh, you know, for the USA and he lives a couple hours out. So he met me down and, you know, it was really cool. I have a great relationship with the PFL and they let me take him kind of backstage and do the whole media thing with my, with my brother, you know, and his all time favorite, he's been watching the UFC literally since he's eight years old. He's grown up all through John Jones. It's his all time favorite fighter thinks he's Mm -hmm. the greatest ever. And he's, yeah, he might be right inside that cage, maybe the greatest of all time. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things with us doing the media. You, there's a fine line of what you can, you know, do and, you know, all that stuff. So right. we see John. We run into him uh, after the fights are over in the lobby of the hotel. You've been there. It's like it's kind of, sometimes it's the best thing. Like when all the winners are there talking, right. loving life. We're all, everyone's eating pizza and sushi right. and drinking. It's a yeah. great time in the lobby. And we yeah. go there and John Jones is there. And I got a picture for my brother with John. And it's like, it's, you know, his life is made, you know, his funeral, he's a great dad too. His, his funeral will have all his kids in the picture with John Jones on it. And it's just one of those <laughs> things like for him to have that moment and, you know, kind of like what your brother is with boxing and jits now, it's the coolest thing in the world. You know what I mean? It's great Perfect. stuff. So sick, man. Awesome, man. Hey, yeah. Michael Malott, man, make sure you give him a follow on IG, put that little dot in the middle. That's how you find him. Can't wait. Uh, you know, I've been watching all your stuff. I know you've got a fight coming on soon. Sounds maybe like a cool electric guy. I'm hoping it's the main event of that fight night, and uh, we cannot wait to talk to you again, my brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate having me on, David. Awesome. Anytime, brother.